tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another... What what is it, Roxy Stryer? I forgot to give him our intro song. We're one second into the after show and we're already being interrupted. I'm throwing a fit. All right, welcome to the Revenge After Show Season Four. Contact that is the voice of Roxy Stryer being mad because she wanted to open on tonight's uh, final song of the episode, which is an amazing song called. <laughs> <laughs> and so Christina good. Kaplan, welcome. Hey, thanks. That was a really nice intro, Phil. And for once. <laughs> it's called No Rest for the Wicked Lickily. <laughs> yes, that really is really good. It was in tonight's episode and I shazammed it. There you go. So and that was nice that he introduced you. He finally didn't hate I you. I know. I, I'm just, I don't really know how to take this right now. He was giving you enough crap while we watched shot. the show. Oh. <laughs> Much like Emily is in shock, see? It all plays uh, It all plays a purpose. He's so good. Steven in the booth. Um, how did last week go without us? Did you miss us? We missed you guys very much. But, you know, we had a good little debate, Anna and I, back and forth over last week's episode, which was so good. I can't decide if last week's or this week's was my favorite so far. They both, a lot of things have finally started to, like, unfold to us that we were wondering this whole season so far. Um, I definitely agree that the last two episodes have been the best episode of season four, mm-hmm. if not of season three in general, you know, the last couple seasons. Yeah. I'm so happy with where we're going. All right. Well, let's start with um, a lot. A lot happened. Jack gets a new partner. Finally, Emily and David kind of uh, get to talking. Victoria's still at her evil ways. And uh, Nolan has his friend, only to learn that he can't have normal friends. <laughs> let's start with Margot and Daniel's relationship. The, I, the three words are dropped. Yeah. The biggest thing about this was how concerned I am with you, Phil, and what you believe is normal. What is that? What? <laughs> based on, what does that mean? Based on Marco and Daniel's relationship, and and when we get to Louise and the shower and everything, and you're like, "This is a daily occurrence," and I'm like, "What kind of relationships are you involved in?" Uh, I, that was like a an, joke. An undercover gigolo or something. Is that true? He goes silent. Yeah. No first off, it, first off, it's a joke. Um, He's I do believe red right now. I do believe. He's blushing, uh, totally blushing. Switch from iTunes to YouTube just to see the cheeks <laughs> get red. You know what? If you let me explain, I will explain this. You know what? Watching tonight's episode, I feel like men are really responsible for ruining a lot of women. Okay. Wow, that's probably the most accurate statement I've ever heard out of a man's. Mouth in years, but we are not the victim, right? You are not the victim. Well, 
What was it? Women can, girls can. Was that the that was cover the com- girl? <laughs> if you guys, <laughs> if you guys watch the commercials, which I'm sure 99 percent of you just skipped over them, and I have that mascara on. Can you see? Zoom in right now. Thank you. We completely derailed this episode from start to finish so girls far. Four can. minutes in. All right. But on a serious note, Margot, uh, she she has that line that says, you know, it wasn't the sex, it was the lies. You know, why? You, you know, are you upset because I found out? Yeah, that's the golden question. You know, anytime that somebody cheats and then they apologize once they're caught, it's like, well, if you were actually sorry for cheating, then you would have just told me you cheated and apologized. But you're not sorry that you did it. You're sorry that I found out. Uh But, you know, I really don't know what to make of Daniel at this point. After the last two episodes, I feel like he is really changing at his core. So it's hard to know whether he is actually sorry and and he's different or whether he's just faking us all again. Well, we saw tonight he kind of started to realize. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Is that... Really, the root of all of his issues lies within his mother. And he may have realized that in past seasons, but now it's kind of really coming to, you know, light for him because Margot said she loves him and apparently he feels the same way but can't say it back to her because he feels like he's closed off everyone. She says, I love you. And he says, I can change. Yeah. No, I can be. I can do better. I can do better. Yeah, I can do better. The words that every woman wants to hear when you say that you love them. I mean, come on, dude. But it was sincere. Why can't we accept that on the face? You know, he's saying, you know, that he 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 does love her, and and he's he's saying that simultaneously as well as apologizing. Well, I don't know if he does love her. I don't know if he does. Does he love Emily? Because he's going back to the well. Second episode in a row. And it could be, obviously, that, I mean, the two of them have great chemistry. And so it's like, we got to start writing stuff for these guys. Yeah, here's uh, here's the deal. I think that my, la- I know my last fav- two favorite scenes, so last episode and this week, have both been the Emily Daniel scenes. They're unbelievable. Obviously, Josh and Emily have been dating in real life for a very long time. Their chemistry is fire on and off screen. So it's just reading really well to the audience. Do I want, uh, do I want Daniel and Emily to end up together? No, that was not the game plan. But it's undeniable that when they're on screen together, I'm like, Ooh, what what's going on? You know, so it's it's really strange. I'm glad that they're writing these scenes in. I feel like it's what's been missing. Does he actually feel for her, or is that a little bit of Josh seeping through? I don't know. I feel like a little part of him is always going to love Emily because I know that he really truly did love her in that whole relationship. Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe she, we talked about it Anna and I last week that you know. Does she really? Did she really ever love him, or was it all kind of a, a big? Facade? So she was just harsh in the elevator scene last week. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, back to what I was saying. Daniel definitely still or has 
had loved her. I think he still has a little piece in his heart for her. And maybe we might see something more between them now that he's kind of working through his issues. He's realizing that he has problems, you know, opening up to people. And maybe he, I, I kind of hope he writes off Victoria, Victoria completely and kind of does a 180 and changes for the better. I don't know if he's going to, though, because we got a little bit of foreshadowing in tonight's episode when Victoria says to him about having to choose him over choosing David. Right. I mean, she could just be full of crap, or she could be serious, and there's something we don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we fully dive into Victoria, let's talk, do you guys buy that? Um, you guys laughed when, when Daniel saw the note from quote Margot and was like ooh yes shower let's uh let's well, it was from Le Marchal it was from Le Marchal but do you guys think as if he was really smarter he would have known like okay this is not cuz you said Roxy that this is not the way she would write a note first of all you moron think about the last interaction you had you honest to gosh think that she's going to be in the shower naked waiting for you like what that's every man's dream yeah. to to win an argument in that way of course it is but what idiot like are you guys all stupid there's just no way so that's one thing no woman would write that and well i guess somebody did but no no woman that he was actually no sane woman woman. (laughs) and then for him to think that like uh, this whole thing that his woman would do that because that's not how margo speaks like let's wash off our dirty sins or something what did it even say let's wash away our worries wash away our worries it was like is that does that sound like the girl? You should know her by now. I mean, she's in love with you, and you're supposedly maybe she is in a love great writer. You. Her, uh, that was just such crap. I was like, Daniel, it's not that I didn't buy it because he's an idiot, obviously, time and time again. But I was like, oh my god, men, oh, all of you. You know where he should have known? I feel, I feel like I don't know. I, I feel like as soon as she put her hands around him, you should know the difference between. Margot's hands and and her and hands. She was you would think the so. neck, and yeah. he was like into it. Like know know your girlfriend's lips, know her hands, know her writing, know know her actions. See, I think this was done more for the TV show aspect, not necessarily because Daniel is that dumb. You know what I mean? I think it was. It turned you it on, was, is what you're saying? No, I think that they they made him look like an idiot for the show, for that direction of the scene. <laughs> And you that, know, in that moment, did you think what percentage chance did you think there was that he was going to sleep with Louise? I honestly thought like fifty fifty. Yeah, I was totally fifty fifty. I thought I if, knew he if would. They started making out or something. He would just be like, "Well, screw it. Margot yeah. doesn't love me, so I'm just gonna do it." You Old know? Daniel definitely would have yes. done that. Yes, he would have taken advantage of the situation. That's for sure. Um, but he took I'm his glad hits. He didn't. He took his hits, and she said, "You know, I, I'm the only person in Manhattan that doesn't judge you." Blah blah. You're not even with your mother, and despite all that, he's like, "Get out." Did you guys think? Because this is what I thought when during that little scene where he, they were, she was saying all that stuff, and he was yelling at her to get out. I thought he was gonna like turn around, and she was gonna hit him over the head and, and like, knock him, him out, and like. <laughs> Take advantage of him. I thought so too. And like, have sex with him to try to impregnate well, herself. Because she's that crazy that I almost could like see that happening. You know? Yeah. Do you know not- if you knock somebody out if you can get their sperm? It's an interesting question. I've never tried. But it's TV, so you know anything could happen there. But 
I mean, hey, the more, the more you, you know. know. <laughs> I think an easier way to, you know, you, you, that they need like some sort of sample, and he he needs to go down to the clinic and then take the sample. All right, that's much more plausible to me in terms of how to get it. What's up with Louise's mom? So we find out tonight that she was in the hospital for a bit. We mm-hmm. and so I'm assuming she's dead because we're seeing images of her. Because she and she said Louise put her there. Louise put her there, right? So I don't, or maybe she's. I mean, do we think she's dead? She's pretty much dead. Yeah, I think that's what they're inferring by having this. You know, she says you never came and visited me. Visited yeah. in the past tense, meaning you couldn't anymore. So I don't. And Louise telling or Louise's mom telling her to do all of this. Do we think that that's what Louise's mom was really like, or is that just Louise's image of it? Because if her mom was really the kind of woman who's like. You go ahead and get yourself pregnant now with Daniel's kid, and this is the best accent I've ever had. You go go do that with Daniel's kid, and then you're going to get a mama. Like <laughs> It's quickly changing from Southern to, like, hood. I hope casting directors aren't watching this right now, Roxy. I, I do a real good Southern accent, don't I? <laughs> um, no, but seriously, she goes... If that's the kind of mom that she was, I kind of understand why Louise Ellis is so messed up in the head. You have a lot. There, there's definitely a lot of moms that, I mean, how many, like, pageant moms are so... Yeah. Um, and, right, there's the show, uh, there's a show, Dance Moms, that's just based around this type of parenting. Right, but it's starting to all make sense about Louise uh, having control over her finances more. We were curious what was going on. So, is there no dad in the picture either? Is her... Well, you you heard what she or what uh, Nolan said to her when they were in the bar. He said something about being the Southern Kennedys, and then she said, "Oh, well, my mother was no Jackie O." Yeah. So obviously, and then we know that her brother is running for office. So obviously, that family is very. What's his name? Lyle Lyman. Lyman. Yeah. Very well to do in um, the South, apparently. So. Can Can you do the accent? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, go on, Louise. Go get pregnant by Daniel. Y'all need to relax Daniel right Grayson. now before we continue this after show. Y'all know what I'm saying? All right. Y'all come back now. You hear? It's, we're butchering it. Oh, my God. We just made so many the enemies. The only southern accent I can do is southern California. All right. Let's talk Let's talk about, um, obviously, Margo's pissed off at Lulu. Yes. As, as uh, Lulu's mother Are we calls. liking this nickname? Lulu. It's better than Louis. It's Louise. Anyway. Yeah. Um, And a couple of great lines. One being, um, why can't I just have normal friends from Nolan? And, of course, from Nolan, and this might apply to tonight, how many drinks did it take for us to be good at our, our... Let's see how many drinks it takes for me to be good at my job. And I said, I test that every day of my life. It's whiskey in here. <laughs> Revenge. <laughs> Kidding. It's a, it's a joke. Um, or is guys, it? Can you guys laugh a little bit so I don't feel like such... Nope. Okay, good. <laughs> Let me suffer by myself. Um, no, I, I thought that Nolan... This was classic Nolan, pulling out the lines, the one-liners that are so funny and perfect for what's going on. Uh, we're getting back to his regular hair. We're getting back to his regular sound. We're getting back to his regular sidekickiness. So I'm I'm loving Nolan's character right now. Another line that I liked tonight was when he was talking to Jack, and he's like, "Don't cry for me, Sergeant Tina." Yeah, I know. 
I know. It's great. It took me a couple minutes. I was like, oh, I Argentina, Sargentina. No, I think, yeah, yeah, I agree with Roxy on that, that um, I really like where Nolan's character is right now. Obviously, he just went through that really tough time with the whole interview and everything, and now he's kind of coming back to his normal self and with all the one-liners and stuff that we love. Although, I I feel really bad for him still because he's totally screwed. Yeah. I think that something... Margot is going to change that, though. Obviously, at the end of the episode when he told Emily, you know, he's got a little missile coming for uh, Victoria. I'm assuming that that has to do with Louise and whatever he found. Dude, those photographs were creepy. Those were creepy. Yeah, they were really weird. Even the Photoshop ones? Yeah, also, we should hire her to do Photoshop stuff for us. They were also (laughs) awkward. It was, like, with a hot air balloon in the background and, like, Eiffel Tower in the background. So weird. So weird. So weird. Well, it's just, I mean, I guess if nothing else for Nolan's benefit, they just need to illustrate just absurdity. Because if it was just a normal picture of them at the Hamptons, then it's like, oh, that just happens to be a real picture. Whereas if they're in a hot balloon, a hot air balloon, they're in the Eiffel Tower, then it's like, clearly they didn't go there. Yeah, you never know with them. You know, but even so, just just. <laughs> like, what? No, but okay. even so, just the fact that okay, here's someone who 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 is befriended Victoria. That's an enemy. What's an enemy, Louise? Yes. Anyone who's, yeah, like, you know siding who's with worst. Victoria is an enemy. You know who's a worse enemy, though? Marco. Now you've made an enemy out of me. Yeah, but now they're not enemies anymore. Oh, I thought, I thought um, Stephen was playing dramatic music. I know. I think it's just the screening room next <laughs> Um, No, I think they are enemies, Margo and Louise. No, they are. Yeah, that's but, what she was saying. But now Nolan and... and um, Margo and Nolan are not enemies anymore. No, they're not enemies anymore because Nolan's like, oh, crap, this girl is jacked yeah, up. Yeah, Margo like, was right. Yeah. And, and I've got to say, I'm starting to question Nolan's judge of character these days. He just... Not these days, always, actually. Yeah. It's like, oh, honey, you surround yourself just with the the most difficult people. Yeah, but how... I mean, in this world of... and well, How are you supposed to judge people? Yeah. Everyone's their true color. Something. But their true colors. How are you gonna know their true colors? By he needs to do. With please, thank you. Yeah, it's good. Shine Belt it through. Out. Go ahead. See your true <laughs> colors. How about this? That's we, why we love you. So it's not good. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. I feel All like right, we just. Uh, I feel like colors. we. By who though? I, I think it was in Mulan. <laughs> was it to Mulan? I don't actually know. Right. And the like, only way that ties into it. this show is that it's an ABC thing slash Disney. <laughs> All right. I feel like if anything, then in that if if you guys want that, we just need to create a. a oh my yeah. God! I'm gonna stab all of you. <laughs> Where is this from, Steven? Cindy Lauper. Oh. <laughs> so it doesn't tie into anything in any so sort of way. Also in Mulan. You were completely off. All right. Oh god, Anyways. I wish I wish we could have raced the last thirty seconds. <laughs> I think it's been more like two minutes at this point. Yeah. All right. Still our fearless leader ties back in. Okay, in that case just if nothing else, work with our our fans and create a list of a series of questions for anyone that comes into the Hamptons. Like 
are you with Victoria, Margot, yeah. or this person? Okay. Do you, know do, you have a, do you have a history of... Um, it's like on Walking Dead when they go and they ask you, have you ever killed anybody? Why? Have you ever killed a person? Like, they ask you all these questions. That's what you need to do in the Hamptons now. Somebody walks in and they're new and they're like... Have you ever killed anybody? What, like, all of these things. You've got to answer a series of questions before I can trust you. Okay. And then we need to hire a lie detector to be like, what's the eye movement? How many times are you swallowing? Like, there's all different things. So, yeah. That, that would definitely help Nolan out a lot. I learned that from Bachelorette. I watch too much television. <laughs> I'm excited that another ABC show. Thank plugs, you. plugs, plugs. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see Nolan kind of be on his own storyline and now obviously towards the end ties back into Emily um, because it's going to help her out yeah absolutely um, this this whole David Clark coming back thing although at first I was skeptical of it it's made a lot of storylines for the people that I like yeah. such as Nolan well one of the sto- um let's get into uh, unless there's anything more you guys want to say I want to talk about Kate new Kate character was- Yes. So, but. Agent Kate Taylor, um, and I kept being like, how do I know her? And it's because she was on Dexter. Her name is Courtney Ford. And I thought oh, she, did so a she really, was on Dexter. Yeah, and she did a really good job tonight, Courtney Ford. So, shout out to her. First and, and foremost. I think she's supposed to be on the show for a little bit now. First and foremost, what is her, does she, are, is, does she have a truer motive than what she's letting on? Uh, well, definitely to get Jack into bed. Yes. Okay. Why? Because he's really hot. I honestly think yeah. that's it. I don't think she has anything like rolled up her sleeve. I think she saw him and was like, ooh, good looking man. I agree. I think she came in, you know, strict- strictly to solve this case. And then it just so happened that Jack was partnered up with her. And now she's like, oh, yeah. I mean, she, well, she picked Jack. She did, but she's part of the FBI. And she says, you know, the Bureau keeps moving me around. It's not like she requested to come to the Hamptons to do this. She's been moved here by the Bureau. And Jack's partner Ben is a loon, so why would you pick him? He's got a vendetta right she now. She doesn't know that. Yeah, when she was briefed on the case, yeah, she did. Okay. Yeah. This, was it the sergeant or whatever that guy? Right. Yeah, the chief. Yeah, the chief probably told him, told her, I should say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll go with that. I don't know. I. I, I just. It's because of how revenge is. Yeah. You're just. Yeah. You need the list of questions. <laughs> That's that. it. I, I can't trust her. Well, the fact that she said the bureau mo- moves her around a lot could be a piece to, you know, she's lying and she's a reporter for Mason Treadwell. Okay. The Treadwell files. I'm. I'm just kidding. That's not actually what I think. But you. It, you never know. You don't, you know, and then let's put that on record so that if that is the case, I said it first. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in that case, so the follow up question before we really dive into the to the nuts and bolts of it, um, do you guys like Jack and Kate together? Uh, We don't know enough about her to know yet, and the only thing I do know is that I think Jack and Emily are end game. So anybody Jack is with in the meantime, I'm like, oh shush, I don't care. It's just filler. Yeah, it's just filler. But she had that great line of like, hey, it looks like you were right. You owe me a beer. No, she said, I owe you a drink. Yeah. There you go. But I, I That's think how it the works. more interesting part is the fact that Jack is claiming to Ben that he's trying to figure it out with Emily right now, but he's clearly on a date with Kate. Ooh, I think rocks. Jack only says that because he doesn't want Ben to go after her. No, absolutely, but Ben sees that he's on another date, and he's like, okay, well, you can't have a hold on all of them. Well, we saw in the previews right, there's a problem. that Ben goes out with Emily. 
Yeah, yeah, because I'm sure, you know, when your girlfriends, you go out and you have a girlfriend, she's like, I want that guy and that guy and that guy. And it's like, well, pick which one, girl. Like, you yeah. got to leave somebody for the rest of us. I'm sure Ben's feeling like that. And Ben's had a crush on Emily since the beginning. So if Jack's going to step out and be with another girl, he's like, all right, then I want Emily and to eat her, too. Oh. That was his cake. <laughs> oh, my God. It didn't, oh. it didn't come out quite the way I imagined it. No, it did not. Uh, okay. <sighs> hey, he probably is thinking that, so. I see a joke. <laughs> yeah. All right, so in this case, um, you know, obviously, obviously this is uh, kind of a nice safety assurance for what Emily's doing because that's a direct connection. She can ask Jack. Yeah, uh, where things are going, even though Emily hasn't been picking up Jack's messages and he's slightly upset with her. But it, it looks like Emily has David and herself cleared. I think Emily's going back to her solo path. You know, she's pushing away from Nolan. We find out she's lying to him. She's pushing away from Jack. She doesn't... She can't let her dad in on what she's doing. And when we initially met Emily, this path, she was destined to walk alone. And I think she's starting to realize that again. Until and until the end point, which is being with her father. So, that's how I see her character development this season. And it makes me very nervous because when she was like that season one... It was the scariest she ever was, you know? Well, I mean, she got double scary today. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I don't know. I think she's crossed the point of no return. Okay. But uh, let's talk about Ben real fast. Um, you know, obviously, you guys, you, you had uh, Christina hinted at that he's going to kind of take things into his own hands, and there's probably going to be another motive behind that than just romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, is he justified? He's to been take there. Emily out? The, well, the fact to be mad because he's been there for years. I think that he is upset about his position right now, so he's overcompensating. I don't think he actually, I mean, we know he is a little right, but it's not that I actually think he thinks that. It's that he wants the next position so badly. Um, so I don't think it's really justifiable. No. Okay. I mean, I do. Jack had that great line of like, "You think the world's out to get you, but it's not." But it's yeah. not, and you're gonna. It's gonna make you lose your badge. What you're yeah. doing right now, right. which I mean, come on with the foreshadowing. Yeah. Do you guys think that Ben, by the end of the season, or even in the next few episodes, is gonna get his badge, his badge taken from him? Maybe. I think so. It's definitely possible with the way he's been acting. Um, you know, obsessing over this case, and then going out and drinking and getting in this fight because Jack got put on the case when it it's not like it, neither of them had any control over who got put on the case you know but of course he thinks that it was Jack who requested, requested to yeah. be on yeah do they have a box a little like questions yeah. comments concerns box ooh let me I really want to be on this case with my with this FBI agent and I love that Jack said that Jack goes like I want to be reminded of my dead wife every single day yeah. you know um, or of her father, or whatever it is. I, it's not like Jack is out to get Ben, and Ben really thinks he is, yeah. which makes me not trust Ben. Yeah, Ben's just overzealous. All right, ready to talk about the heart of the story? Yes. Victoria, David, and Emily. We pick up right where we left off. I just want to sock David in the face sometimes. Okay. Because I I feel like. Choosing Victoria at 
any point over choosing your daughter is so aggressive. It's such a statement. When she's getting taken away and literally Emily looks at him and goes, or I guess Amanda at this point, I need to know. And he doesn't respond. He doesn't even say, I'll tell you later. We, we will talk later. He just looks at her and then gets in the car with Victoria. That is a line drawn in the sand. Yeah. Once one of those, when, when you're a parent, right, your life, be, your children become your life. But as do a child. Do you have a couple kids out there, Phil, that we don't know about? <laughs> I watch Californication. Cool. Good, okay? good point. Hey, and Moody, you never you. really know how much being a parent changes you. Um, well, as far as I can remember from the few episodes I've seen of that show, I don't think he really th- takes parenting very seriously. Well, anyway, we're not going <laughs> to debate. Not a good, that is not a good reference. Phil. No, it is. I can, and I can debate it. But the point being that your children... After hours, after show. <laughs> your children... We, Roxy and I did the after show for it. Listen to that. But the point being that you're supposed to dedicate your life to your children if you're a parent. Like, that becomes your your purpose if you're if you're the child you're not supposed to, you're supposed to live your own life until you have children of your own and so by choosing victoria like that goes against that mentality and it's not like victoria's the baby mama you know absolutely not which is the difference if this was them having a immediate family dispute and he took his wife's side over the daughter's side. That's so different than, right. than taking Victoria's side. And like you were talking about, Christina, when we were watching, and I love the point that you made about how they're kind of flashing back to when Emily feels like he's choosing Victoria when she's, I don't know, maybe seven. And now we're in the current day, and it's all happening again. Yeah, I really like the way that the Revenge writers did that because every scene that the three of them are in when they have that issue they always flip over to Emily and she's just standing there with kind of like this just sad look on her face and it's just you know it's consistent that David continues to choose Victoria over her and it's just kind of like a blow to her every time because especially the very you know end of last week's episode when she just revealed herself to him and she, you know, is probably expecting this warm embrace, and yet he still runs to Victoria's aid. Right, absolutely. And David says to her, "As a child, you were the warmest thing. You wouldn't have hurt. You wouldn't hurt a creature ever." And I'm thinking, yeah, as a child, think most about children the, are yeah, like, like that. that. <laughs> so Noah, when she was seven years old, she didn't. Not take all a children knife are like to, that. That's why children, we said most. most. But no, when she was seven, she wasn't going to take a knife to Victoria. Yeah. Or if Victoria was on the ground, she would call 911. But at this point, the fact that she isn't like that anymore makes you know things have changed. So you knew who she was. Now see who she is and think about why. Right. Well, he say, there's that line that she just throws back at him. Like, you know, you've been hardened by life. Just like She's I like, have. you don't know. Right. And but Okay, so we finally saw. Talk- watched the show. <laughs> the documentary. But, um, um, but what about because she brings up the journals and he's like, I didn't want you to do that. Oh my gosh, we've had this debate for years. If you don't want somebody to seek revenge, and she said this tonight, and I was like, you go, girlfriend. If you don't want somebody to seek revenge, and you say, I hope you can find peace because of this, the last thing in the world you do is line up the absolute. Down to the T. Here's Takeda. Call him for Talk. training. Yeah. Like, what are you insane? I didn't ask you to do this. Uh, yes, you did. I mean, I'm sorry. Yes, you did. 
And regardless if he did ask her, it's like, okay, whatever. She cleared your name. You know, like, this is That was also for her. You know what I mean? Like, by clearing her father, continue. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, she obviously wanted to do this for him, but it was also to, you know, bring her to kind of peace and to justify everything and stuff, too. But it's like, I don't know, I feel like he's just so blinded by Victoria that he can't see anything that Amanda, Emily, Amanda is, you know, anything that she has done, he doesn't see it for what it really is. A daughter trying to fight for the good name of her father, which any child who loved their parent would do the same thing. I mean, they might not take it to the extent that she did, but absolutely any kid who believes and loves their parents is going to stand up for them like that. And for him to to be pissed about it, say, I never asked you for this, and how dare you, and all those things, and I'm I'm like, you know what, David, how dare you? She gave up her entire life for this. And he says, at one point, he says, I'm so proud of you, Amanda, but I can't be your father. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I don't, I didn't get that. What's wrong with you, man? Which goes back to me saying, I want to sock him in the face sometimes. What is up with, why, okay, so he kind of succumbs to the idea that Victoria might not be who she fully is. He keeps going back and forth. But like, what is, you guys explain it to me. What is, uh, what is the appeal of Victoria? Crickets, crickets. I think maybe he's just... Okay, maybe they really were in love back in the day before he went got sent away. And he's just kind of, like, hanging on to those feelings. But he won't give Amanda a chance to explain anything that it, Victoria has done to her. So he, you know, doesn't know the real truth. And we still don't even really know the real truth about that whole situation of him getting put away. Where tonight she mentioned, Victoria mentioned that because of your father's, you know, business dealings, I had to choose either my lover or my son. Right. Which, okay, what does that mean? We're, you know, were some of Conrad's business associates going to kill Daniel? I was just about to say the same thing. Here's what I think happened. And here's what I think we're getting at. Victoria was at a crossroads back in the day where she could either sell David Clark out and say he did this, or she could get her son murdered. So she chose, and I don't know why, but obviously it has to do with Conrad's antics, she chose to have her son live and sell David Clark out, which means she probably was actually in love with him at one point. I think that at least as capable of Victoria is of love. Because when we look in the flashbacks, nothing Victoria did was evil, you know, even though she was taking David away from Emily, it's not like she was putting cyanide in her cough, Emily's cereal or whatever, Amanda's at the time. She, So I don't think she was evil then. I think she turned evil down the road. The more time she spent with Conrad, the more the initiative came into play, the more time she, her back was against the wall, all of these things. Now, it, she is not the person she used to be. None of these people are the people that they used to be. But we- it, it was at least Victoria had a choice to where she got as opposed to Emily who didn't really get to choose. I mean, she did get to choose part of her path, but... Do we buy the fact, like, could she really not have taken care of Amanda after all this? And and it could have been, like, a charity thing? Like, hey, you know what? Uh, This is the man responsible for, uh, for this terrible terrorist act. 
but you know what? His daughter is an innocent child in all of this, and so we're going to take care of this, the little girl, and we're going to teach her to be an upright citizen. Well, uh, why would she have done that, though, except for the fact that David was her lover, which Conrad was, like, not okay with, obviously, because it was her husband. So I don't think she... I mean, Charlotte was a love child, and... But, but David didn't, didn't know that. And didn't I mean, Conrad, I mean, Conrad, Conrad didn't know, know that? that. Yeah. yeah, Conrad didn't know it, yeah. Love child. But eventually he still loved Charlotte. He well, accepted that fact. Not really. Not really. Yeah, because okay. remember, didn't he like say to her some? He, I, I remember in um, the last season, he said some really mean things that to she her. got on tape. Remember that whole yes. thing? Yes, like basically, like you're not even my child, right. you know, kind of stuff. Absolutely. So, um, I don't know. I, I back to the whole, you know, what is the lure with Victoria? I mean, she's really, I mean, she um, she's so evil, she unplugs her own uh, uh, heart rate monitor just to break up that. And almost gets shocked, yeah. yeah. She is definitely willing to go to great lengths to keep David in her clutches. Um, I just hope that mm. he can see, you know, her her true side sooner rather than later, but... But I don't understand what her true side ultimately is. I can't even like well, that's the Daniel part. Well, Daniel said tonight, you know, you hate being alone, which I think that's honestly, I think that's the only reason why she's with David right now is because he clearly is, you know, blinded and in love with her. So she, you know, is going to hold on to him because she doesn't want to be alone. I really yeah. don't think that she truly loves him. Hmm. It was really interesting to see what Emily, I mean, we start that episode with Emily not saving Victoria, and then by the end of the episode, she did save Victoria. I, of course, it was more about saving her father, but she could have let Victoria die. She could have pushed that syringe in, right? You know, and instead she of pulling it out, yeah. Which shows who Emily is. Victoria, the situations were reversed, would have left Emily for dead if not killed her herself. Yeah. yeah, and she she even says to Daniel tonight. Emily does, you know that was whatever happened. That was karma. Yeah, that was not me. It, it's unfortunate that I don't even look at Victoria as a real person anymore. You know what I mean? Because she's so evil that there is no redeeming her anymore. There's nothing she could do. There's no story she could tell me. She couldn't say, "Gun to my head," and I had to with my son and to, to save his life. I'm like, I don't care. Right, and we talked about it a few episodes ago, I believe, that um, Emily's never actually killed anyone, and Victoria has. So clearly, she's the one that's cold-blooded, like you said, Roxy, evil. Speaking of that, we uh, we revealed to Jack that Charlotte was the one who killed um, our, our uh, yeah. culprit. Yeah, Vince, right? I think it's Vince. Vince. So, what is Jack's that? got a lot on his plate right now. And he's not as good as keeping the secrets as Nolan and Emily are, which makes me really nervous. Especially he now has a new drinking buddy and this... And, and she happens to be in the FBI. FBI yeah. And he's got Ben, who's a loose cannon, and Jack is totally the kind of guy who writes in a diary at night, so he better keep that locked up safe. Um, I, Still, where where is Carl? <laughs> Yeah, Carl. The age-old question. He's out drinking with the FBI agent. Where is Carl? With Grandma and Grandpa. Yeah, where's Grandma? Yeah, too? where's Grandma? 
Grandma's away. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sure. Well, we know there's no grandpa. Yeah. So are we David- supposed to be seeing Emily's mom again sometime soon? Amanda's mom. I read that. No. Well. Mm-hmm. Well, it took us. Uh, I just have a normal friend. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the torture scene. Yeah. Very Dexter esque with the plastic on the walls. Maybe that was because of Courtney being on the episode tonight. Maybe she said, "Hey, you guys should totally." Make the room like a kill room from Dexter. I do think that writers like take things like that into account. Uh, I think they probably like, I mean, it's I homage think, to the show, you know. Well, okay. Emily, plus it's just a smart idea, right? Emily yeah. slash Amanda. What should we call her now? Should we call her like? I'm still going with Emily. It's so difficult. Emily. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to get that so- your way of trying to combine the names yeah. and just saying Emily like in a weird accent. It would be more like um, Amandly. Oh boy, <laughs> Amandly. Uh, for the sake of Amanda, Amandly. For the sake of people, for the sake of people, we're just going to continue call her Emily because it's going to get too confusing otherwise. Yeah, we'll call her whatever our fans decide to call her. That's yes. on you yeah, guys. Yeah, you guys give us a name to call her because. It's just, it's hard for me to keep saying Emily when it's like, okay, she's revealed herself as Amanda, so... To almost everyone, who at this point doesn't know? The public? Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, ben. And the public. That's ben true. And the public. Ben. But, um, ben, I think, that, is part like of the band public. band name, doesn't but, it? Ben and the public? Yeah. But even, the even, tonight. even Nolan calls her M's all the time. I know. That's true, because she. this is Emily now at this point. It's a new identity. So let's keep calling her Emily. Okay, right, so what I was going to say is Emily is too smart to not do that to the room, obviously. We know, you know, we've seen all of the things she's done in the past, so it makes sense that she would do something like that. Yeah, but is there a mistake somewhere, maybe? Okay, I don't think it's a mistake. I think, is is this too far? I agree. I, I mean, yes, By I think it is. setting this man up? It will, you're torturing him with the. She like oh, put oh. the um poker the in the fire to like brand him or whatever. I mean that's that's going pretty far. Well, she, I think she just wants to figure out what he knows because who are these two men and what were they there to do to kidnap David? Right. So that means that they wanted him back. I do believe David's telling the truth now to Emily when he says, "Here's what happened. It, the story I told was true, but it wasn't Conrad. It was Conrad's enemy." Which I don't know who that is. Well, but, but then they showed um, the guy, Vince, with the moon tattoo. Right. Showing the pictures of faux Amanda right. to um, David and saying, oh, now you have a grandchild that's another life on you. But I don't think he was first in command, probably. No. And so that's, I think, what Emily is trying to figure out. And I think David, I don't know if he knows or is trying to figure it out. Well, now he's seen the picture. Because the the detective, the FBI woman, says, do you know who this is kind right. of thing. And he had the flashback of the guy and realized it was the same person. Um, but, yeah, so those two guys that came in there trying to take him, I mean, do you guys think that they're related or in connection with this Vince guy as well? Absolutely. Of course. Of course. So now it's just who's leading these people. And we still don't, haven't spoken to um, the guy that helped get Conrad out of jail. The um, prison guard. Yes. Well, he's dead. Yeah, we still don't know his story, though. Right. As to why he was keeping him in his... His, uh, Yeah. Yeah, because 
so okay, is David like still, how did he know? Is David still like? I don't get that. And whole, also, I don't know if I believe he's dead, even though he went to his funeral. Because how long was he living in that guy's garage? Right. About six months. Okay, so. And uh, no, well, well, maybe he's dead, but he's not dead from a heart attack. And did these guys get to him first, and he and kind David of escaped them off? or something? I don't know. There's something up with him. Yeah. He's not done yet. The story with him. Well, well, why don't we get into uh, predictions in that case? And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Next week, it's all about torture. F- or not next week, November thirtieth. Yes, everybody, brutal. Just as we're Two starting weeks. to heat up. No, it's all. It's date night. We're going on date night next week. It's Two not, weeks from now. It doesn't look like a bunch of good dates. She keeps trying to slap him. Well, well no, he's like he leaning like, in for the. Kiss. He went to like you know grab her face or something, and she like grabs his arm. It's, I think it's I think a that's reflex. What it looks like. Yeah, yeah. that's what it looked like. To borrow. You know, it's funny. I, there's a line in, in CW's reign of, like, uh, don't take what I'm not ready to give just yet. And then the guy says, so that means you're, you're eventually going to give? Oh, my laughter. All right, you can cut the laughter. Did you guys, like, plan that yeah, out in advance? how did you know, Steven? He's just knew. He knows me. He's just too good, man. He's too good. Um, so it is date night, and then... There's the torture also, so it might get a little kinky. I really want to know what this guy, what his deal is. I Which one? The one she's torturing yes, or Ben? the oh. Asian man that she has captive in some secret room in the Grayson Manor. Right. Um, I want to see Dan and Emily team up. I kind of think... Me too, a little bit. I gotta say, me too. They're so awesome on screen together. I think that. I think we're bringing that back. Who yeah. knows if Jack's going to be in game? But, no, that's actually a good point to say team up. Maybe he's going to, because you know how he said tonight, like, oh, so all that hell that you put me through is for nothing. One fight with your dad and you give up. Maybe he's going to help kind of reignite her or offer to help. I don't know. Speaking about teaming up, though, is there any way you guys could see a Nolan Margot relationship? Yeah. Because I, I was thinking about that tonight. Because if she helps him clear his name and get back on the good graces of the public, I could see it. We haven't seen Nolan with a woman in a while. Aside or from a Emily, man. I mean, that's no, not. no, no, no. I mean, with, but Padma was the last girl that he was dating, and right. then he had, and then he had a couple boyfriends after her. But I'm wondering if he would. Oh, you think romantically? Yeah, romantically with her. I mean, I don't see that. I, I really think the days of Nolan dating women is o- are over. Really? I, I just don't... I don't even see him having any other love interests. There's just too much else going on in the show right now to then add that in for him, unless somebody returns from the past. Padme. Hashtag, where's Javier? Hashtag, yes. where's Charlotte? Hashtag, Javier. sorry you died, Padma. Hashtag... He wouldn't date Charlotte. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. Worst relationship ever. All right. Ever. Thank you guys for joining us yet again for another Revenge After Show. In the meantime, for the two-week hiatus that we have, Rock Stry, where can people find you? True colors. Um, you <laughs> at the local karaoke bar. Great. Uh, you can find me at Roxy Stryer everywhere. Local karaoke. Okay. And you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Tina Cap. 
All right, and uh, big congrats to Christina Kaplan on her new job as the sideline reporter for the Los Angeles Defenders. Woo! And you can find us at Afterlife TV, AfterlifeTV.com. And sorry for the uh, moments of derailing the show. Hopefully you guys forgave us. Such a good outro. It really is. And we'll see you in two weeks. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. For those of you listening in real time, ask. (laughs) Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Music expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.